Loves you, period. The podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Amy. And, and I'm Brooke. Brooke's here. Terry's not. She's skipping out this month, traveling around the world or something. I don't know. Maybe. I, maybe next month's going to be Where the World's Terry. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. That'll be our new podcast. Um, and so we're talking about food and faith. So to get us started, what is your favorite dessert? Oh. Favorite dessert. I mm. am going to have to go with a good old chocolate chip cookie. Like Ooh, just classic. A, a good cookie is is got to be my favorite. That's a classic? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, cookie coffee dough. ice cream. Java chip. Oh, that's I a good one. I love coffee ice cream. Coffee ice cream and mint ice cream together. Ooh, mint ice. Ooh, like a, a peppermint mocha. Mm-hmm. So I'm either doing homemade strawberry shortcake my wife makes with like our family recipe. We have something we put called sweet sauce on it or blackberry cobbler also. Excellent mm. homemade blackberry cobbler. Mm. My grandmother's fried apple pies, high up on that list. That's what you do for Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. The fried apple pies. Mm. All right. So, Brooke, tell us more practical things. What what can, if I wanted to change, like, one habit about my life right now, because you said small, small changes aren't nothing. Yeah. What can um, I do? So, I think that one important thing that we all can do is just pay attention to if you have the means to pay attention to where you spend your money as well. Um, mm-hmm. So what kind Say of more about that? What does that mean? Um, yeah. I mean, if you have um, the economic means to uh, choose where you grocery shop, to choose where you buy your meat from, what kind of meat you buy, um, if you are a meat eater or um, same thing with fruits and vegetables, but to kind of, uh, just pay a little bit more attention to where you're putting your money um, because uh, we have this, um, it's a saying that's gone kind of, it's gotten uh, quite overused, I think, but it's still really, it's it's not quite a cliche because it's still hey, true. Hey, if it's good, it's good. Yeah. Um, That's so why I love the, pop music. The saying is uh, vote with your dollar. So, um, so basically where you put your money should be going towards what you believe in. Okay. Um, I get that. That meant nothing to me because I need... I shop at Publix. Mm-hmm. Is something wrong with shopping at Publix? We're shopping as a pleasure. We're shopping as a pleasure. And we'd love for you to be a sponsor of Publix. <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't think there's something wrong with Publix, so but wait, what wait, brands wait. are you buying Well, yeah, that's Publix. kind of mean. Help, help me see that, because you, you just told me I need to pay attention to where my money goes. I just know I go to Publix. Uh-huh. Because that's the shopping in my Yeah. So when you say, I'm, why do I need to, what, what should I be looking for? Maybe that's a better question. What should I be looking for if I'm spending my money? Yeah, uh, so... Like if you're buying fruits and vegetables, if they have like stuff that is supporting local farmers, that's a huge thing. That's one of the cool things about our Green Bible group uh-huh. is that um, we're actually participating in a CSA program. Um, I don't what, know what CSA is. What is, that was actually one of my questions. What is a CSA program? <laughs> um, so CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. Um, it is basically the, I, so on, I'll explain it practically and then I'll explain the idea behind it. Um, so practically it means that you make a commitment to purchase your produce from either one specific farmer or a group of farmers. Um, in our case, it's a group of farmers and, um, it's 
like you put a certain amount of money into it. So most CSAs are between like 30 to, I don't know, 70 bucks or whatever to participate in. And then you get a box of produce in return. Um, so it's kind of like instead of going, it's like an alternate market, I guess, um, to purchase food from small farmers yeah. that are pra- practicing sustainable agriculture. I think of it almost as like, so I have, I've since joining this group I have started doing a CSA box and I've only this is like my third time getting it and in this particular CSA you can like choose what you want um and I think of it as like going to the farmer's market to your door so you just order it like Amazon but uh, farmer's market Amazon (laughs) yeah now now not all CSAs are as large as the one that we're participating in so most CSAs don't really give you the option to sort of choose um what comes in your box (gasps) the focaccia bread Uh, (laughs) yeah ours is also partners with like small bakeries and And stuff this thing is like everybody's promised all the farmers you buy from are local yeah Mm -hmm. everybody's promised to do sustainable agricultural stuff yeah 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 that's what I need to be paying attention to yeah yeah and if you can support things like that then then do it um i think that that's like a very basic like day-to-day thing Mm -hmm. um other things are you know if you see a way that your community is sort of gathering to talk about policy um and to supporting um, more sustainable like agriculture than get involved in it um i mean sometimes it's hard to find those things because you have to actually be looking for them um but yeah that's also another one and while shopping at Publix is certainly a pleasure, I do frequently. Literally, that's where I just got back from enjoying this delicious smoothie acai bowl. chicken tenders, not wings. And that's chicken. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You did. Sorry, it has a bone in it. Um, I there's a an organization that I invested a lot of time in in college called the Makali um workers foundation ciw and um they are specifically focused on the rights of migrant workers and you know paying them a livable wage we invited um them to come and speak at florida southern which we got in trouble for um and uh, based on human trafficking and uh sex trafficking in the migrant worker community so i think not only caring about where our food comes from and sustainable practices but like ethically are these tomatoes the the people Mm -hmm. who pick the tomatoes are Mm -hmm. they being treated like human beings are they being paid fairly so so paying attention to that and there's been issues with certain grocery stores or brands that will use those certain tomatoes or whatever the fruit is so I, i try to um there's i think it's called like fair trade or something like that there's a website where you can look up brands and before jason puts this on air i'll give you that website and we could connect it um so that that people can have that website yeah yeah that's so important as well knowing what brands you're supporting and what kind of practices they they partake in is really important um as you were talking I started thinking about uh oh gosh now my mind is blanking fair trade coffee tomatoes immokalee coalition (laughs) (laughs) it's gone (laughs) it's gone never mind (laughs) all right about that (laughs) that's all right we've we've kind of covered everything um that i've had on my list scott any other follow-up stuff um any more practical no one one of the things on the practical is i did have somebody reach out to me saying you know it feels like i have to add one more thing to my to-do list when it comes to food Mm -hmm. you know i can't eat this i can't drink this you know and this person said it's somebody that struggles with weight 
and always having to be up and down. How does that play into it? But we really uh, Oh, can we talk about default veg? Oh, what yeah. I have no idea what... De- no, I don't want to talk about default. What is it? Okay. <laughs> well, you say like, oh, just another thing. I think right, right, um, right. something that I've noticed in the like food and faith world, environmental sustainability, that type of stuff is like kind of like an air of arrogance of like, well, I'm a vegetarian. I'm better than you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I really like this. Oh, really? <laughs> Scott, you fit it. No, I'm just <laughs> you would fit in great. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a good one, Brooke. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. <laughs> so kind of an air of superiority. Maybe that's a better word and default veg kind of wants to level the playing field of okay it is really a lot to ask of someone to be a vegan like scott would you be able to do that i did for 21 days for 21 days would you be able to do that for Why the rest of your life exactly so i'm a meat eater but you don't hear me bragging about that fair enough <laughs> okay I, Every sermon has some reference to barbecue in it. That's so true. (laughs) (laughs) His favorite topic is barbecue. So nonetheless, default veg is saying that like maybe meat doesn't have to be the main thing. Maybe instead, you know, like if you think of when you were a kid and they showed you a plate of what your plate should look like, it was always like meat meat and three, meat and potatoes and the side of veggies. What if we didn't completely eliminate meat from our diet, even though that might be healthier, it might be better for the environment, but we we limit, we make it not the main thing. And so your default veg is a different way of saying, like, I'm not a vegetarian, I still eat meat, I'm still flexible. It's kind of like everything in moderation. Yeah, I'm fine with everything in moderation, inclu- including meat. I thought we were going to talk about how vegetarians and vegans are arrogant because they every meal you go to i'm a vegan i'm and i'm like i don't care and just eat <laughs> so i think they probably eat. say that just because they want to know what they can eat yeah i will i will say most people that are default veg are are by textbook like vegetarians or vegans or um it's just the new it's saying. just a different way of thinking about your plate so i think that um the idea behind it is it's a it's a conceptual shift um so rather than saying oh i don't eat meat it's saying i do eat vegetables um so it's a it's a i do not an i don't i do eat vegetables um you're doing veg look at you you're so with it scott yeah i don't think it's that easy (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think it's still a commitment to changing the way that you eat, but it's also a commitment to changing the way you think about food. Um, because I think that, um, a lot of default veg wants to get back to, it is the primary identity of an animal, you know, for consumption, or is it a creature and like a beloved being of God? Ask the lion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. The lion's going to have a much different take on is a creature, just for meat than the zebra. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that there's a lot that goes into that, but also the the lion is not breeding zebras in a factory to be consumed like as their whole as the zebra's whole identity. If they had dominion over the earth, they would. Okay. Well, they <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the case, so let's live in reality. <laughs> Scott's like off in some fairy tale. Land, but, um, but yeah, I think I think that 
one cool thing about default veg is that it's not necessarily like, oh, like a way of getting around like, oh, yay, we can still eat meat. We'll just put it on the side of our plate instead of as the center. Like, no, that's that's definitely how I think of it. I was like, oh, yay. No, it's not the idea at all. I feel like, oh man, I can never be a, like, I feel like being a vegan or a vegetarian is just like not possible for me. It seems like climbing Mount Everest because I like tasty baby back ribs. I like, you know, like I, I, it's so hard to give that up, but if I decentralize it from like, that's the main thing of my diet. Yeah. I'm at least making like Scott, we say this all the time at first United, like 1% more, just give 1%. And so default veg is this way of like, I'm just doing 1% better because I cannot go from zero to a hundred percent. Yeah, no. And, and I think that that's, that's totally fine. And a lot of people mm-hmm. I think would be like, happy about that making that change um I think that the goal is to always continually change the way that we're still thinking like yeah get it's better how you treat the world how you treat people around you often has to do with how you think about them um how you think about the earth and so if you're thinking about your plate as oh I mm-hmm. need to have you know chicken and whatever instead uh, yeah i know scott's <laughs> I like do. i need to have chicken yeah my, my wife will tell you every meal i need to have a meat product in it <laughs> my husband's I, the I, same I, way i gotta have like what, what what's the protein and yeah i think and i know you can do plant protein but i think it's not the same <laughs> oh my gosh and i struggle with the vegans and the vegetarians who want to eat a hamburger but it's not meat burger my, why do you, why you don't ever see a meat person going? I make might make my steak look like a carrot. <laughs> okay, Scott. <laughs> you, let people enjoy their Beyond Burgers. I know. If like, you want, what ha- who harmed you? <laughs> okay. It's well, just fun know. to poke and watch y'all's facial reaction. <laughs> Nobody else can see. I, so we probably should wrap up for today. Okay. So the moral of the story is, Scott, you are no better than a worm. Um, go ahead and eat your meat burgers and let us enjoy our Beyond Veggie Burgers. Yeah, yeah. Scott. Scott just needs let to go people read like Joe. their own stuff. <laughs> All right, Brooke. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, I don't know if you would ever want to step foot in the podcast room oh again after this grilling, but still, um, good luck at Duke Divinity in the doctoral program and just let's go Duke. Let's go Duke. Well done on that. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye. Thanks we for look having forward me. to the dissertation. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> a couple <of> years. <laughs> Give me a couple of years.